You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 795, Impulse 9, Catching Up With Excess, It's a Dead Heat. Welcome to episode 795 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I'm Paul French, and today I am cooking kid, because that's basically what we did today. We uh, went and did a big grocery shop this morning, and then cooked stuff for meals for the next, well, for basically the next month or, month or so. <laughs> and um, it was a lot of fun, but uh, also a lot of work, a lot of standing, and um, a lot of chopping, a lot of all that stuff. So, uh, so For fortunately, it's all done right now, and uh, and and now we can wait until next month to. Uh, uh, it's actually usually a little bit more than a month, but but yeah, it's just basically this sort of bulk recipe thing that we uh, that we uh, that we do uh, from time to time. But we kind of took a a, a break uh, in it over the. Uh, over the summer, which ended up extending through the uh, fall. And uh, so we decided let's get back on that because it makes life so much easier when, when, uh, when the two of us are uh, coming home from work and we know we're 15 minutes away from having dinner ready. So that's what sounds we did. Like, it sounds incredibly like you keep kind of busy or something. <laughs> it was incredibly domestic and uh, it was a good thing. It's a good thing, and um, and some some neat uh, some neat recipes coming up, and that is always fun. And so that's the uh, the goings on up uh, uh, up north here, uh, Travis. What is going on down south? And you weren't here last week, so happy New Year! Oh, thank you. Uh, hey, everybody. This is Travis Illsor, and this week I was fender bender lad. No. Uh, so Friday, I uh, had my day off. I'm off every other Friday on my schedule. Had two errands to run. Ran both of them. I was one mile away from home, minding my own business in the right lane, and the lady in the left lane just decides to come straight over on me. And uh, our front mirrors on our uh, front doors connected. Mine knocked completely off. Luckily. She heard that and stopped, so the bodies of the cars did not connect. Thank God. Mm -hmm. uh, pulled over, and the lady says, uh, you must have been in my blind spot. And I'm like, if our front mirrors are touching when you came over, that means we are perfectly side by side with each other. But, you know, whatever. You <laughs> She was just like, oh, it's all my fault. I didn't look to the side before I started coming over. <laughs> That's very dangerous. <laughs> yes. I hope you recorded her saying that. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't have a microphone on me at all times. Uh, it's your phone. Yeah, but I'm not recording at all times. That's weird. Uh, anyway, uh, went and got an estimate on it, and she's like, "Yeah, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pay whatever." She just tell me where to take the money. I'm like, all right. So it's more of an inconvenience than anything else, but. These things like, often are, and it's good that it's just an inconvenience. Yeah, I'm glad no one got hurt, but I'm just like, 
why? The, I just had to leave the house for like 20 minutes and I almost made it back. <laughs> this was so be such a nice day off, but oh mm-hmm. well, crap happens. So anyway, that was me. Um, over to you, Michael. Hi, everybody. Mike Grabois here. And this week, it's it's, uh, it's all about family, lad. Um, <laughs> uh, as we record this on Sunday night, it is the night before the uh, college football national championship game between Michigan and Washington. And all through and, the and house. my parents uh, <laughs> both went to Michigan, and that's where they met. Mm-hmm. And my sister went there for her graduate degree. And basically, I grew up brainwashed Michigan uh, my entire life. And so the fact that the game is here in Houston means that my sister flew in from Detroit and we're all going to the game tomorrow. Oh, nice. And uh, it's uh, uh, it's a good confluence of events that the team that we want is playing in the city that we live in. Uh, although I was hoping that Texas would make it because that's my team. Um, but Michigan's my number two team. So, uh, so we're here as a family and, uh, well, we all know what a number, we all know what number two means. Yeah. So, uh, go uh, go Wolverines. We will, hopefully we will find out, uh, or we will find out tomorrow night what happens and I'm hoping for good things. Um, so that is it for me over to you, Jim. Uh, hey everyone, I'm Jim Purcell, and uh, this week I am snow day, lad. Uh, I got got snow here, uh, not as much as other parts of uh, U.S. and I, uh, probably Canada, um, but uh, they closed the poker room, so I got the day off, and that means three day weekend for me. <laughs> I uh, intend to do absolutely nothing; just be very lazy. I'm gonna watch a lot of Farscape. That's the plan. Nice. I hope you get to sleep late too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> sleep. Uh, uh, no. Yeah, so I, I got caught up a bit in that, that, that snowstorm. I don't know about the rest of you, Paul. Do you get any of that up north? Uh, very little. Um, yeah, we were, on the, yeah. we were on the edges. Uh, us. Luckily, yeah, it, it, we, we, we got a little bit, but it's, you know, it's like Sarah got up this morning and she's like, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go uh, uh, shovel the driveway and so you can pay me. And it's like, oh, can we? And she's like, yeah, you got to give me a dollar. And it's like, mm. all right, knock yourself out. Yeah. It's a Canadian <laughs> dollar, that's, too. That's worth it. I would have I, 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 I offered for a lot more. <laughs> well, we'll see how she does with a dollar's worth of work. Indeed. Well, she did a good job. So, yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah and we, more importantly, we I didn't have to scrape off my car. So surely that's worth at least a toonie. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. But she said a dollar. I mean, well, we, were, we were supposed to get snow and then peed, um, yesterday and we're it was all this. Oh, nope, I ain't going nowhere. We're not we're not going to do anything. We get up. PJ looks out the window and goes, no. because it's like nothing stuck. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay. I also had my own fender bender story last night. I was driving home when the weather was just starting and everything was fine until I was literally a quarter mile from home. And the car, the car two, two car links away from me decides, you know what? I'm going to turn into my driveway without signaling. 
on a slippery oh, yeah. road. And so they hit oh, their brakes and their back end started sliding all over the fucking place. And oh, I thought, oh. I thought they were crashing going sideways, but they were in fact turning into a driveway suddenly, which led to me pushing my brakes. And thank God there was nobody in the oncoming lane. As I took a minute to get under control. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I do not like, I, I used to love driving in the snow. Uh, I don't anymore because I don't trust absolutely anybody else to drive in the snow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it, it it sounds to me like the, the common factor is that you're within, you know, a mile from home. So that just means if you stay more than a mile away from your home, you should be good. Yeah. And and never get within a mile of your home. Science. Exactly. The statistics do, do uh, uh, what's the word? Science checks for? out. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Is this correlation or causation at this point? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like that diagram of the airplanes that gets shot. Yeah. Well, I I spent three years living in Traverse City, Michigan. Uh, I I have no problems driving in snow. I don't trust anybody else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, up in Traverse up in Traverse City, seven inches of snow meant drive drive five miles an hour slower. Hmm. That's it. Yeah. Ugh, DC Universe, you do make me crazy. Oh, what what this time? Oh, it's saying I can read this issue with a free trial. Oh, what about the one that I already pay for? Oh, yeah. are you are you on your iPad or yeah. are you, sorry, on your computer? No, no, it won't. It doesn't. They won't. They they have in their infinite huh, uh, wisdom have decided that. Um, that is not a thing you get to do outside of the U.S. There's got to be a restore yeah. purchase button somewhere. There, there does. But every time you hit shop, it actually takes tries to take you to the D.C. shop, which, by the way, is not available outside the U.S. <laughs> ah, of course. Yes. Oh, should I introduce Fuckers. myself? Probably you should, Alan. Oh, I probably should. Okay. Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm Alan Lowe. Williams. I'm a proud member of the Legion of Substitute Podcasters, Honorary Reservist, Standby Backup, Villain, Pinch Hitter Academy, Quilting Bee Ladies Auxiliary. <laughs> um, yes, and this week, this week, I am uh, I am dentistry boy. Tomorrow oh. I get to go to the dentist for, for a year to follow to usual check of baloney and I'm just waiting to see what are they going to charge you? What are they going to charge me for this time that they say isn't covered by my dental insurance miraculously? <sighs> Excitement. Adventure. A Jedi craves not these things. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jedi may not crave them, but I could certainly use a dose of it. Okay. Something better than, better than the dentist. I swear. Going to be Steve. Going to be doing a Steve Martin thing and tomorrow if this keeps up. <laughs> so, so is it still not working for you there, Paul? Yeah, it's fine. It's, okay, uh, we'll see. <laughs> Stupid technology. Hey, so guys, what about Legion News? Is there any of that? Michael? Oh, um, well, yeah, um, not news, but 
at least there's some discussion about uh, what's been going on. What? So, the closest we're going to get. The closest we're going to get for a while. Um, there was a, um, uh, well, first of all, a, a bit of news that I had not heard that came out on uh, Bleeding Cool um, this past week. Can you trust them? I pretty much do. Um, uh, so apparently, um, uh, Rich says that there were also, so talking about the Justice Society and Jeff Johns and, and all the stuff he's working on, yep. he says there were also plans for the Justice Society of America to be reformed as well as a new Legion of Superheroes series spinning out of Jeff Johns and Mikel Janine's JSA 12-issue series, but John's decision to go exclusive with Ghost Machine at Image Comics changed yep. those plans at DC. Um, that is the first that I had heard that there was actually a new book being planned for Legion. You know, and and yeah, same. Um, and I mean, that could have been, a, a, you know, in the continuum of a book being planned, uh, right. That could have been a- anywhere from, hey, what do you think about uh, about doing a Legion book? Well, maybe. Okay, well, we'll come. We'll we'll put a pin in that and come back to it. To all right, we're going to line up an artist, and oh no, what you're going off to do this thing? Like, there's a right. that's a a vast gulf in between. Now, um, this is the same Jeff Johns who plant. Who, who how many times teased coming up this year in book X <laughs> and that never happened? Well, um, this isn't the first time this has happened to him with the Legion. Very true. So, I, I mean, it, you know, I, does it, does it, you know, I, I, I hadn't heard it before, hadn't heard it from anywhere else. Um, it doesn't, um, it doesn't surprise me in the least, though. Um, but it's that, good to know that there was at least some, something that was potentially planned. Entirely possible. The only problem is, is like, who was driving that? Right. Was it was it him coming to them saying, "I want to do a Legion book," and then then the uh, thing then things started to come together for uh, for Ghost Machine, and um, or was it? Um, yeah, I mean, we don't know, and and that's just. I don't the know. Point I, th- is- I I think because we've seen Legionnaires in the book that he had the retro boot plans. specifically, retro boot specifically with that one flash for well that one alternative future the yeah. the subs we've seen and now the Legionnaire. I think it's clear that he had plans. Uh, when when generally when uh, um, when opportunity comes to knocking, uh, like being able to do your own comic instead of working for the man. Yeah, you'll abandon those plans pretty quick if it seems uh, you know lucrative enough. Yeah, Absolutely. so it'll be it'll be interesting to see if um, now with John's apparently not writing it, is there somebody else who has a pitch that they want to do? Well, the real question is: Did DC pay for anything, and do they want to get their investment back by doing something with it? That's yeah. usually how this uh, works, is if they actually paid money for scripts or for art or for anything like that, they're going to want to get their money back. And that means pivoting to something else uh, that's in a similar you know, vein. Mm-hmm. You know, we could end up with uh, 
you know, six six months from now, we could end up with a new series that is based on a treatment by Jeff Johns and Mikhail Janine that, that is written by somebody else and then goes off in a completely different direction. But, you know, it's something which is better than nothing. Right. Well, and, and, and maybe it ends up having nothing to do with their pitch that, yeah, I, yeah. Which uh, which I would suspect would be far more likely the case, um, because that's I just... per, while I would read any Legion presented to me because I've got problems, um, I'd rather not get a revisit of the Retro Boot by Jeff Johns. I would much rather Good. than them commit to the the Bendis Legion, the the Rebirth Legion with a new writer. Ninety nine problems, but reading the Legion ain't one. Yeah, basically. Okay. <laughs> I, I basically think that DC are going to be like, hey, Jeff Johns was pitching these brand new characters that we've never heard about. So since he's gone, we're not going to use these characters he created because we've never heard of the Legion because, you know, we only know Batman. <laughs> I, I sadly, that Legion? wouldn't surprise me either, Travis. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it all comes down to someone coming up with a pitch uh, that they like. And, um, and I mean, first off, who's left um, that uh, that remembers them? Oh, Editorial, well, editorially first. Well, strictly speaking, I think a lot of people love the Legion. It's always a question of how do I make the Legion viable for DC? One hundred percent. But, it, but, it, how, but do, first, how do we make it? How do we make a million yeah. dollars for DC Comics? First, you've got to be able to get the pitch past the editor, and. Are you um, talking about DC? Are you talking about DC's greatest villain? Yes, yes, that's right. Yes. That's right. The uh, the, the greatest, greatest enemy of the Legion, Legion has ever mm-hmm. faced, and and now that's like a whole bunch of people who might not even know who the heck the Legion is. Legion, Legion, because, isn't that a Fox um, TV series or something? Big, oh, geez, see, exactly. Um, but like y- y- you know, I I. You know, uh, picking a, a, a comic at random and uh, and just like, you know, looking on the credits to, to see who the editor is, Andrew Marino. I don't know. Um, so with this kind of, yeah, with, with this kind of uh, problem, I guess you'd start calling it a Legionnaire's disease or something. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's it's a tough, it, it, I, I think... I think whoever has that pitch has a tougher um, a tougher fight to fight in getting it uh, in getting it published. Well, and, or is it or is it easier because the skids have already been greased by Jeff Johns saying, "Here, I've got this alleged maybe. or allegedly think, with with a plan," and now they're saying, "Well, if we can't go with him, then let's look at somebody else for a plan." I suspect being Jeff Johns also helps. Yes. yes. Yeah, probably. I mean, uh, you know, anybody else that come in, you're you're going to see the skid marks. So you said the skids were greased. Mm. Um, anyway, I, I think um, I, no, but I think that that wait, like Johns is more likely to come to them with a plan, right? Right. And even and if, remember, even if this is a plan done, at that least was it'll like be a plan. This is yeah. a plan that has been like you know. Coming out of uh, out of rebirth, do you think that the, uh, um, the the what we ended up with was the original plan? No, the, the the plan that we got was oh my god, we got Brian Michael Bendis 
Yes. And now what do we do with him? Hey, he wants to pitch the Legion. So Let let's him. give it to yeah. him. <laughs> that's what, that's how that wound up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, so you, now it's like, you who, think there who, was who, a plan before Mendes? I, like I, I, I think they're definitely, <laughs> no, but no, but I, I think John's maybe had a plan. Oh yeah. I'm, I think if John's had the time to write every book for DC, he probably would. He probably has the ideas for all that, but you know, yeah. he, he, he can do one book when he does more than one book. He gets behind. Yeah. And sometimes when he does one book, he gets behind. He gets behind. Well, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm looking at you doomsday clock. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. He, did, he did JSA consistently for years. He did. You're absolutely right. Which is when he did things besides JSA is when he got, got my yeah, not even not even Doomsday Clock. Do you remember that Shazam series he did? Shazam. That took, that yeah. took forever. Yes. Uh killed all of its any momentum I'd ever hoped of having. It's a shame because I, I quite like that one. Then it ended with Superboy Prime because it's John's. Right. <laughs> But uh, so speaking of this, speaking of this legionnaire character, yes. you know, we did see him in JSA number eight. Um, and so there's a lot of speculation on who this person is. Um, a lot of people either think it is or would like it to be f- the original Pharaoh lad who was blasted back in time, mm-hmm. just like his uh, his ring that we saw in Doomsday Clock. Um, another... Common uh, guess is that it's uh, Pharaoh Lad's older brother, or uh, his twin brother Douglas, who was last seen leaving the 30th century in um, Legion number 300 for another universe where that version of Douglas joined the Legion after his brother's death. Um, and this is based on the fact that he's wearing a metallic a mask. mask. Right. right. And, and so. Um, uh, you know, that kind of makes sense. Um, other or some sort of sense. Um, yeah. somebody else says, Oh, it's got to be the five years later, Joe Nah, since he says Grife in one panel. Oh, they all said they all say Grife, though. I, anyone, yeah, that th- this is just, yeah, what, what I've heard. No, I get you. I get you. Yeah. Um, uh, another, a couple others that I've heard, um, the reboot Starboy or the reboot Pharaoh. You know, the the uh, the ones that we haven't gotten to yet, yeah, or the one the the pharaoh that we haven't gotten to yet, <laughs> again, um, but the when you look at it, I'm trying to think of the commonalities between the Golden Age Legionnaire who we don't know who it is, yeah, right, um, and all the other sidekicks who are introduced in. Uh, in the new golden age. But right. to be fair, be, it wasn't just sidekicks though, because also Red Lantern was in one of those tubes. And so was the golden yeah. age Aquaman. Right. Right. So it's, it's right. not just sidekicks it, that were released back sidekicks. into the timeline. Right. Um, but it's, um, uh, so when I saw the, the picture, I immediately recognized him as mask man. Right. Uh, who from adventure comics, Three Ten which was an evil descendant of Mr. Mixius Pitalik. Um, but then in talking to somebody else, um, I'm thinking, well, what if it's his good brother? Or the, you know, because in the Adult Legion story in Adventure 355, you have the Mixius Pitalik descendant 
meeting with a Luther descendant. They're the ones who joined the adult legion dressed in armor. Um, and Mixie mentions that it was his brother who had tried to kill the legion earlier. So if you have a costume that's associated with Mixie's Pitalik, um, and Jeff Johns is known for bringing in obscure Legion characters from early Silver Age, like Rainbow Girl and Golden mm-hmm. Boy and Animal Lad. Right. You know, what, what if it's what if it's this good brother? And then someone else pointed out, well, this version of Mixie is you know pretty short, but the adult Luther would fit the uh, uh, would fit the costume, fit the armor. Mm-hmm. So. Either one of those, to me, is a good Jeff Johnsian uh, callback to an obscure character who appeared in a couple of panels mm-hmm. back in the early 60s. But I have no proof, and it's a fun guessing game right now. Absolutely. And we may never I, find I, out. Yeah, we may never find out. <laughs> I have no I have no guess as to who it is, but my theory as to why they're using the masked man identity is because it's the golden age and it's just it's the age of the masked mystery man. So repurpose the costume as a disguise to preserve the timeline. And you're limited in in uh the number of um legionnaires that there are with a mask. All right. And so you had, you know, uh was it unknown? Unknown boy, which I think was Supergirl in a right. That was in Supergirl. a costume. Um, yeah, uh, she wore a mask, a lead mask, so that no one could see. Um, and yeah. you know, besides Feral Lad or Earthlow, you know, there aren't many masked characters. Not unless you count Mysterious and Surprise, Surprise. which turned out to be Starboy and Dream Girl. Correct. So. Uh- I personally hope that it's Reflecto in a mask and we're getting part two of the saga, saga, saga. saga. Yeah, absolutely. That That's the most sensible thing I've heard. There you go. <laughs> I mean, ever. Um, so there we go. So we, we know he appears on the cover of JSA 10. And we did see the, you know, the, the retro boot subs coming in and it's, leading to something but who knows what that something is yeah we know who we know who it is we it we know everybody everybody knows that it's actually everyone's favorite ambush bug i was just gonna say that let's change tacks real quick (laughs) who would you like to see under the mask ambush bug (laughs) reflect ultra boy obviously Obviously, uh, um. <laughs> I I, I want to see an obscure character that people will be looking at and say, "Who the hell is that?" Tyrock Jones. Shut your Special mouth. Mm-hmm. No, no, it needs to be. It needs to be Starfinger. One, two, or three. Take a drink. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they were all killed, so yeah, yeah. Which but, means that they all oh, got better. As got we, better. oh no, yeah, take it, yeah, yeah. So, um, but but also, I mean, you know, comics, um, yes. right. like that time that Prody died. 
and stayed Pro- dead. No, you mean Lightning Lad? <laughs> Lightning Lad died. No, Prody One. Lightning. Died. No, Pro- Prody. Prody One. No. Pro- Prody One. Prody Lightning Lad. Yeah, I saw it in a comic. Yeah, they wouldn't so make that to up. Be true. In one universe, that is correct. And all the others. Um, no, actually, I know who it is. It's 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 the golden. It's the original <laughs> golden age Earth to Robin. Yes, because Robin always is, was, and always has been a legionnaire, and always will be. All of them. Um, all of them. Exactly. He, That's he their way crisis, of bringing though. of bringing in. Oh, yeah, but he got oh, better. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I know. Oh, Superboy. Superboy punching the continuity walls and all. Yeah. Um, oh wait, wait. I'm gonna open. I'm gonna open. Uh, this comic, Justice Society of America, eight, and uh, and there you go. Uh, on what page uh, five? There, there we go. The Huntress. Um, she got better too. Yeah, yeah. The, the Huntress. Oh wait, she died in crisis, didn't she? Wait, Helena Wayne died in crisis, didn't she? Oh wait, That's, isn't there is Helena another Wayne. Helena Wayne right here? Yeah, There's always it, another Helen away. She's a daughter of Batman, even. Hmm. And Catwoman. Um, but no, that couldn't possibly be because Huntress died in crisis. Comics. Never to be seen again. Never exactly. to be seen again. Um, yeah. Exactly. So, That's, yep. so I, I mean, I mean, the idea of it being so, you know, like the idea of eliminating someone because they're dead. Um well, it could be Superman. Seems unlikely to me. He could, could because they're be. history, Paul? No, I don't do that yet. Too soon. Too oh, soon. Okay. I, I, I've told you, if you keep playing with the Segway machine, you're going to break it. <laughs> All right. Well, is it time to segue to I think it's a issue? perfect yeah. time to, uh, to get into the subject at hand. I got, I've got one last idea about who the Golden Age Legionnaire might be. There was... Um, for a little while that it didn't last long, but there was a introducing the Superman of 2965 um, in a few issues of back then. So in other words, there was a 30th century Superman um, and a 30th century Batman. Cause they had a world's finest story that had them team up and all this stuff um, that existed. And even when they did the, the Dominus storyline post crisis, um, that one of the one of the Superman bit, uh, one of the Superman comics had that same Superman of twenty nine sixty five. This could be him tossed in. That that that's my theory. Is that it's the Superman of twenty nine sixty five who's been um, who's been secretly working with the Legion and never letting on that, never letting anybody in the twenty first century know that there was that that super that Superman's legacy survived all that time and they didn't really have to go back in time to recruit a young Clark Kent. <laughs> Hell, that's as good a theory as any. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Now bringing us into the, uh, into the, um, uh, retro modern, um, you know, old new, uh, Legion universe. Uh, why don't we get into the issue at hand, Jim? Tell us. Wait, yes. hold on. wait, oh, wait, no. wait, wait, what? Mm-hmm. We got the, we got the recap of the recap to go oh, first. That's right. Right. So, um, this week, uh, for this episode, we will stay in the 20th century and we follow XS who has been absent for, uh, quite a few episodes. 
Uh, you'll recall that XS w- went missing when Legionnaires went ben- back in time to rescue Valor, which was Superboy number 21, episode 779, way back in September. Uh, she disappeared because Mark Wade wanted to use her in his Flash story arc mm. called Dead Heat. Uh, in Legion 75, which we covered on Halloween in episode 785, we saw what happened to her with um, after messing around with, uh, what's her name, Kronos, and how she ended up in the 20th century. Uh, for the next three months comic book publishing time, she was over in the Flash series instead of Legion books. Um, the first story where she uh, meets up with Bart that we're about to read came out two weeks after Legion 75, which is when she just uh, she overheard somebody talk about Wally West. Um, uh, Impulse number eight was the Underworld Unleashed story, uh, not connected to this issue. So pretty much everything that we need to know is going to be self-contained in this issue. All right. Now it's your turn, Jim. Okay. All right. So, impulse number nine. All right. I, this is a series I've never really read or looked it's at. It's wonderful. I, I get the impression. I I think I'm you a, would like. I think you would like this. Chip. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a Ramos apologist. I really have always liked his art. Um. It's nothing to apologize for. I no, it's, I like it's awesome. his art. A lot of people really don't care for his big feet. He, you know, um, Wade uh, Wade talked about this on uh, on Word Balloon recently about how um, um, he always he loved working with uh, with Ramos and and he always pushed to uh, to to give to get more work for him and um, and there were powers that be at uh, um, at DC who did not want anything to do with it and uh, Wade was like man his Art's great. Like his storytelling is fantastic. What, what do you? Yeah. So anyway. I think I think it really works with impulse. Definitely because Im, because yeah. impulse is, you know, he's a he's a young teenager. He's tall. He's gangly. You know, his his body parts are different sizes. You know, his giant feet, giant hands, uh, giant hair, and I I think it just works for a kid this age. And agreed. DC's loss was Marvel's game. Yeah, totally. Where did he go work on after this? Uh, first, he did Crimson. Uh, yeah, I think oh, uh, with Brian Augustine. Yeah, that was. He, he, oh. he, he, he did this into Cliffhanger, and he did Crimson and Out There. And was that next? a Cliffhanger book? I think it was Out There. I, no, I just asked that because I was at the comic store today, and I saw one. I saw like they had two volumes of the um, of the Crimson. Uh, yeah, I got collected. Yeah. Yeah, and so they're more, but they're more recent ones. Yeah, um, they so collected obviously a few years different. ago. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I just thought I, I thought that's that's one I definitely got to check out. Yeah, Ramos is is uh, one of those where I I didn't appreciate the artwork that much at the time, but came to appreciate it later. Um, Kind of like Parabek. Um, originally, I wasn't a big fan of Parabek because I, I thought it was too simplistic. But then I came. But then, you know, in rereading it, I really started to appreciate that. You know, if I really started to appreciate that simplicity of design, same, totally. same kind of thing with Ramos. That I, at first, I was like, "Oh, it's so cartoony," and then it's like, "But it works." 
Yeah, yeah, I got. I remember being the same way, and then I got, I got to the point where it's like, oh, I actually see where that works in a lot of. uh, It was like I was talking about last week with with the Flash and how it's like, you know, the sort of hyper real of Diodato is is a a stumbling block for me with that book, Um, right? And. and I like sort of the, you know, the, you know, the Ringo, the Ramos, the, um, all the other people that Wade had working on him on, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, like, like, you know, he, he was really like the guy for, uh, for figuring those people out and, um, you know, and, uh, and, and certainly like with, with Waringo, he, he really, really found the guy, um, Mm-hmm. Uh, for for that book and that that kind of opened me up to a lot of these other artists. Anyway, and right, so we got a cover here. We got Impulse Speed Runs in the Family uh, because we got a big arrow pointing at uh, Excess saying guest starring for the Legion of Superheroes copyright Excess. Uh, we got. Her kind of coming down from the sky. We got motorcycles driving fast on the road, and we got uh, Bart here out racing all of them with lightning all over him. It's a pretty pretty cool cover. Yeah, uh, looks like the co- covered okay. by Ramos and Wayne Voucher. Wayne Voucher. Voucher. Yeah. Okay, I thought there was going to be some Canadian pronunciation on that one, like Fauché. Might be. I don't know. I've never heard anyone say his name, so I I, I tend to uh, to keep it out and, unless I've actually heard the name said because uh, <laughs> you know it can be uh, it can be all over the place, like a like a, a Mikel Hanin, for example. Oh, it's not Janine. No, it's it's uh, according and this is according to Tom King, but hey, he's worked with him for years. Oh. Um, I figure he's a, he, you know, he's got to take, take his word for it. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so first page, uh, we got Bart uh, sitting on floor playing a bunch of video games surrounded by video game cartridges. It says this was the day Impulse almost died. It would be unfair to blame that on Max, though, though uh, Impulse wouldn't know that for a while. Besides, all that came later. All Bart Allen knew that morning was that somehow, against all expectation, even three uh, no, even three entire days without a shred of adult supervision, even 72 hours of video games and chocolate frosted sugar smacks and no uh, Zen bombs dropped on his head. It's boring. And apparently he's he's playing three video games at once and three different systems, which appear to be a Nintendo Entertainment System, a Sega Genesis and a Super mm-hmm. Nintendo. Uh, appears to be playing that's some form of fighting. Game Boy. Oh, he's got a Game Boy there too. Uh, that's the only one I recognize. <laughs> yes, I recognize most of this. This is all fairly accurate to reality, which is surprising for these kinds of things. <laughs> Looks like he's playing some kind of fighting game with Superman. The da- fighting Isn't in front of the Daily Robots. No, that's a Daily Planet behind him. Oh, you're right. Superman with a cape. Not huh. sure who's kicking at him though. But uh, and I think that might be Bugs Bunny's birthday blowout in the back screen. But uh, that's just getting me kissing. 
But anyway, he zooms out the door because he's gotten sick of playing three video games at once. Uh, yes, kids. Uh, as you do. As you do. And he says, game over, and goes outside. Uh, and then we cut to a street. Uh, it looks like a street vendor pay- selling a bunch of stuff on the street. In fact, there's a Looney Tunes uh, store uh, sign on the wall there. It says, true, Max Mercury, Bart's Flash-appointed guardian, was a man of mystery, but it wasn't like him to up and vanish without a word. Uh, so fighting every irresponsible instinct in his body, Impulse finally went searching for him. And so all these people are on the street, and all of a sudden these uh, motorcycles drive right straight through the crowd, causing everyone to scatter in panic. Uh, and there's a big vroom sound effect and narration continues and found something else instead. And yeah, it looks like the uh, motorcycles are snatching purses and necklaces and anything they can get their hands on as they fly through the crowd. Is, is vroom close enough to Cthulhu? I think so. I'll take it. Shares a vowel. All right. Well, three uh, O's. And, and an <laughs> M. And the bystanders, whether they realize it or not, were quite grateful that Impulse was so easily distracted. And we see a, a lightning blur as a super speedster flies through the crowd, grabbing people and whatnot. And uh, we see Bart land on the back seat of the motorcycle, and he just stands there. And the, the driver is confused and says, hey, what do you think you're... And he gets kicked in the face for his trubs. And with those Ooh, feet, you're going to stay kicked. Yeah. Who to the head? With a flock. <laughs> uh, uh, the bikers, not so much. Unfortunately for the bikers, Impulse was raised in a VR environment uh, utterly devoid of peril. Uh, to a boy who can race the wind and vibrate through solid objects, danger is always somebody else's problem. And we see him surfing on a motorcycle with one of the guys crashing to the ground with the purses. And then he uh, flips over another one with a crash. So um, I'm not the biggest Flash know-it-all. know it all. Uh, So does each like speedster like, have a gimmick? Like... Bart can face your walls. Is that like his thing? They well, can all, all speedsters could face their walls. Yeah. They just vibrate their molecules. For some reason, I thought Wally couldn't. I thought that was like a weakness. Yeah, of his. So that, very that briefly. For a while. Very briefly, and then and then it was like around sort of uh, like like the first like basically uh, after Crisis, he started losing his speed, and um, yeah, he was down to the speed of sound. He couldn't yeah. vibrate. Yeah. Then they bring it back by Flash 50. They had brought, they had yeah, said something that's about it, it yes. was in his head or something. That's right. But that's right. Then they did the thing where he had been, where he'd lost control of it for so long that he, um, if I remember right, he, it would leave a residual vibration in that would cause things to explode to explode after yeah yeah um, so he, he would phase through things and then those things would explode <laughs> yes but then they, they again they got rid of that fairly quickly too like they do yeah <laughs> all right and we get more narration with uh bart going off for a split second oh no just narration for a split second bart thought he caught a glimpse of max there's another speed surf zooming past him in, in purple and blue uh, but then just as quickly decided he was all he was alone after all. There was a great familiarity to that thought. Bart was used to being alone and apart. So it goes for a refugee from the 30th century, stranded in a backwards time, not his own. And uh, I guess one more motorcycle escaped, and they're zooming off for the Varum. Uh, and Bart says off to chase. Until that morning, Bart Allen believed he was the only person on Earth who knew what that was like. Uh, and then we see 
a Bart's lightning trail and another mysterious lightning trail converging on the last biker. Uh, and that one other lightning trail is saying, look out in interlack. Wonder who that could be. Gosh. Who could it possibly be? Uh, and so the bike breaks with a screech and both the speedsters uh, don't react in time and they crash directly into each other uh, with a big thwam. And the one girl who's excess is also continues to speak in interlock saying, look out, look, gets cut off. And we finally get our title running in the family. We get our credits. Mark Wade's story, Humberto Ramos pencils, Wayne Foucher inks, Chris Iliopoulos letterer, uh, oh. Tom McCraw color, colorist, uh, Al Morales assistant editor, Ruben Diaz associate editor, and Brian Augustin editor, which I guess is how they met being editor on the same comic, right? Because they would do Crimson together yes. Ramos later. Yes. yes. And Impulse was created by Mark Wade and, and uh, Mike Waringo. Okay, so they both crash, and they're both on the ground, and he's uh, groaning, and she's saying, Rife, and she's got quotes around her words, so you know it's like in interlact, and saying, Rife, I said. Oh, she out. must be, I think she's Ultra Boy. Could be. Yeah, yeah, she did say Grife. I mean, she could totally be the, the mass legionnaire. Uh, so she's actually switching between languages. She's saying, Grife, I said, look out. Why don't you ever look out? And he screams, talk English. And she says, no English, me, Interlac. You should uh, understand, probably, Interlac. You grew up with it. What? And then he has a little death skull in his thoughts. And she continues, I said, you should speak Interlac. You grew up with it. It's the universal language in our time. He says, oh, yeah. Yeah, wait, our time. Apparently now he's speaking Interlac. And she's saying, you are Bart Allen, aren't you? I'm Bart Allen. Who the hell are you? That's a, oh, I'm Bart Allen. Who the hell are you? That's a Simpsons <laughs> reference. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the Simpsons were fairly new bangled still at this point. <laughs> Barely I'm Jenny Bangled. They've been around since '89. Yeah, it's been five years compared yeah, to yeah. now, where it's been like 500 years. Has it been five years? What, what, wait, this is this is '95, right? I guess we're still in Golden Age Simpsons. Yes, yes. this, is, this so, issue still good. This yeah. issue came out October 26th, uh, 1995. Uh, so it would have been written sometime in the summer of '95. says, I'm Jenny Ognatz, your cousin. And he gives him a big hug and they go zooming off together. And then she says, uh, uh, you know, Grandma Iris said, I, uh, huh, you know, Grandma Iris said I had a cousin. Iris never told me she'd try to kill me. She says, sorry about that. Uh, sorry about the conk. I just wanted to help. Well, help me into a coma, why don't you? Why aren't you still in the 30th century? And then she has kind of a vacant stare as she's not really sure. Uh, he says, sigh, I mean, what brings you to this time? Should you be here? Don't they miss you back home? You have fr family, friends. Uh, narration continues. The oh, she, no, she says, the best friends in the 30th century. I'm codenamed Excess, a member of the interplanetary team of young fighters called the Legion of Superheroes. I'm an asset to them because of my speed. Like you, I'm a direct descendant of Barry Allen, one of the greatest flashes of the 20th century. Uh, but during the Legion's first time trip, I got lost and stranded in this era. Box that says go see Legion of Superheroes 73. 
35. Once I realized uh, where I was, I thought, I I know right where to go. I went looking for family, and we see uh, the Flash Museum. She uh, says, uh, I knew Keystone City was where Wally West Flash operated. I tried locating him by heading straight to the Flash Museum. And he says, uh, how do you know where to find that? Duh, it's right where it's right where it is in my time. It's just smaller, that's all. Ah, wow. Hmm. Anyway, I was nosing around inside and came across its newest edition, the Impulse Room. Uh, there was no mention of your real name, but I knew the costume. Whoa, whoa, I've got a I've got a room on my own there. Is yeah, it's pretty small actually. Oh. Hmm. Anyway, I recognize your costume. EarthGov modeled the basic Legionnaire costume after the same cut they assigned you, which uh, I guess is to explain why it's very similar. Yeah. Uh, I did some more research on you, and we see you're in the museum, zooming around, reading newspaper clippings, uh, and found a locale and came here uh, hoping I could find you. I guess uh, we're in where? Manchester, Manchester. Al- Alabama. And is it, that's a real place, isn't it, Travis? Alabama, yes, it's a a state in the United States. Um, how, how about Manchester? <laughs> uh, yes, it is a city That's in Alabama. A real place in the United Kingdom. Oh, is that where Wade is from? I don't think I, so. I, I think he's mark? I think he's from Alabama, but I didn't know what city. Yeah, I did not know that. Okay. Uh, she says, Bart, can you get me home? He says, who, me? No way. Uh, I bet Max could help you. Uh, but I don't have a clue. I don't have clue one where he is. And we cut to a very sinister mountain with lightning and everything. This is very definitely an evil villain lair. If I've ever seen one. Uh, and we see Mark some Wade pe- was born in Hueytown, Alabama, which is part of uh, which is near part of the Birmingham metropolitan area. Ah. Uh. Uh, I see Max Mercury hanging upside down in chains and a bunch of people I don't recognize so they don't read this comic book. Uh, they've uh, got masks on and lightning swords and it looks like they're up to no good. Some shadowy guy with long hair walking away uh, saying kill him and the big door shuts with a big thoom and uh, Max starts vibrating, shaking his chains as the ones with swords take up take a big swing at him. Uh, but he manages to twist out of the way in time, wrapping his chains around their necks. And I guess he just murdered those guys. What a hero. Well, they were trying to kill him. Yeah, no, it's fine. The, the saying, reason I'm, that you don't... I'm saying it's more badass than I expected from a Golden Age hero. <laughs> uh, well, the reason you don't recognize these other guys uh, is we've never seen them before. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's good. It's are all on the but same they page. Will become, they will become important in the dead heat story. So uh, Max is staggering. He heads towards a big window with lightning crashing in front of it dramatically. And we cut back to uh, what appears to be Bart's house. And he's uh, still speaking. Some uh, excessive speaking interlock saying, are you sure this is okay? Uh, it's not like I've got any clothes. That'll, oh no. He's saying it's not like I've got any clothes. that will fit you. Besides uh, Max and I share every, Thing. He wouldn't mind really. I can come into his room whenever I want. This uh, whole house is open to me. And she says, uh, Oh, and uh, I guess he's thinking of uh, himself being hung. 
I suspect because he's lying. Yeah, yeah. I, I I love how the uh, how he has pictographic thought bubbles too. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. <laughs> so uh, she says. So where's the closet? I have no idea. Uh, bloody nasty. Look at all these uh, natural fibers. Where does he get such fabulous clothes in this era? Uh, and she's zooming into the closet at super speed, looking for something to wear. And he says, same place he buys his golf clubs, I think. Are you done yet? And uh, she comes out looking like a ska band blew up. <laughs> with all, all kinds of shirts upon shirts and belts and pants. Uh, she's saying, tell me, uh, are you, am I hemp, groovy, wicked, bitchin'? Uh, and he says, for a girl, I guess. What does that mean? It means I'm getting tired of Interlac. You, If you go out, you've got to speak English. <clears throat> Grandma Isis taught it to me. I can teach it to you. Sit. She says, Iris. are you? Iris. Sorry, Iris. Uh, and she says, are you sure you have the patience for this? And he'll say, you'll pick it up quick. Come on. And it's just a one for one uh, letter cipher. It shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in fact, you you know it usually even looks like English. So, <laughs> and uh, we got a clock that says it is ten minutes to twelve, and then we get another clock that says it is twenty minutes after. Wait, I don't know how to read this clock. Looks like it's been twenty minutes. Is is the is it's been thirty minutes? Is I think is the joke here, and he yeah. is unhinged his jaw and is shouting ball 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 as loud as he can and she's saying ball this isn't going well in airlock and he says yeah oh, no kidding ball, ball. <laughs> we are we but we are still at the top of b 20 minutes in <laughs> uh and uh she says i've got a better idea just point me to a data bank uh and he says oi you mean library she says, library, uh, cut slack my way, okay? I'm attempting, in, in, in broken English. Uh, and we see her walking up to the library. and No, no, it's outside the library. And inside the library, she is saying, see spot, run. Run, spot, run. Here is George, thought about the man in the yellow hat. Mm-hmm. Is this, uh, what is this? Is this Kalamazoo? Charles Kamazots. Uh, Amazos, Charles Wallace asked uh, as Miss What's It materialized. From a wrinkle in time. It's from yep. a wrinkle in time. Uh, yeah. So is her reading is progressing. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Bart's in the library with her, uh, kind of keeping a lookout while she goes through all these books and the children's section. And suddenly, I guess, friends that Bruno Bart walk in and say, Bart, hey, man, never knew, pegged you for a bookworm. And he says, Preston, Carol. And uh, Excess says, these are worm. There are worms in this place. Greetings. It is my honor to be Bart's cousin. She shakes uh, uh, Preston's hand. Preston says, OK, you from around here? She says, not really. No. And uh, things get a little awkward. And she says, so have you seen Spot Run? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Bart pulls her off and she says, what? What? Uh, You can't learn all your English from books. You sound like a doof. Let's get out of here before you. And Carol is saying, wow. And I thought Bart was weird. (laughs) And then a uh, woman with a white streak in her hair walks up and says, hello. Uh, Well, hello, Bart. Long time no see. How's your Uncle Max? And Excess says, apparently he's on a mission somewhere. Mission? Perhaps even against a supervillain. 
Hello, I'm Jenny Ognaz, Legionnaire. And uh, the other woman says, uh, uh, Helen uh, uh, Caliborn? Playborne. Playborn. Doctor, what was the last part, dear? I didn't quite. And and Bart is kind of uh, going crazy as uh, as Jenny just kind of spills all the beans. And she says, Legionnaire, Peacekeeping Division of the United Planets. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Helen goes, United Planets? Uh, and uh, Excess says, we use our great powers in the future to fight for justice. We are much like Impulse, or as you know him. And uh, Bart tackles her, and she, and uh, he's having Charlie Brown uh, scribble thoughts. As, <laughs> as uh, Excess is saying, Bart, Bart, hold on. Uh, to yourself, stop. Why are you peeved? And he's shouting, eh, because you almost blew all those stupid months I spent jumping through stupid hoops for Max. Because for whatever reason, uh, whatever stupid reason, he wants me to keep my impulse identity a stupid secret. Because you nearly gave the stupid secret away. Uh, and Max is going to want to kill me for it. And she says, oh, I haven't been, uh, I haven't been realizing the secret, Bart. My truest apologies. You bonk me in the head. You won't learn English right. You nearly smoked uh, the secret. Ever since you popped in, you've been messing everything up for me. Everything. Why are you still here? She says, I don't have it. other places to go, Bart. Bart, please abandon your anger. What will it take to make you feel better? And the purse snatcher on the motorcycle happens to zoom by with a vroom, which uh, is just the thing uh, Bart needs to get angry at. And so he goes zooming off, dropping all his clothes as he goes. And we see the motorcycle guy being chased by cops down a road, but he manages to cut into a uh, dirt path and lose the cops, but not Impulse, who grabs a tree branch and sticks it in the front of his uh, front axles, causing the uh, bike to crash and the driver to fly off, but Excess is there to catch, catch him. And it's like Bart misjudged and went flying off the edge of a cliff and it accesses yelling, Bart, Bart, watch out for that. And he goes off the cliff. So she uh, takes off to catch him as he falls. And she's grabbed him and she says, phew. Bart says, cool, cool. What's so cool about? Oh, and he says, you can fly. Uh, and she says, I thought you hated me. I was a jerk. Don't change the subject. How do you do the flying thing? How, how, how? Oh, it's just, oh, it's just a little something I picked up in my travels. Maybe I'll show you the secret someday. If you're nice to me and we get a close up of the Legion flight ring. So we know the secret of how she flies. And he says, it's not because you're faster. You could have be, you couldn't be faster. She says, really? Uh, let's see. Race your home. Let you set go. Funny. And they both race and they both arrive pretty much simultaneously. And he says, I won, I won. You've got to open the door. I can vibrate right through the wall. Watch this. And he hits the wall with a thwam as she opens the door <laughs> normally. <laughs> uh, and she says, Bart, you have injuries. And he's like looney tuned against the wall saying, oh, <laughs> uh, what, what, what happened? I was running and suddenly I felt slow. Uh, and uh, she says, what's wrong with your, our speed? And she's looking at her hand because apparently it's not vibrating. And it says, it's it's gone. Uh, and uh, she says, do you have a comm number for Flash? Contact him. 
And uh, he says, this is too weird. What's going on with us? And I guess they've both lost their speed. And as they enter the house, we suddenly see uh, some blurs blur flying past them. And uh, she's still on the same train of thought about calling the flash. and says, maybe he could tell us where there's any trouble. And more of those masked uh, hooded goons have uh, appeared around them. Which I, I guess they have the speed now and they don't. So continued in the flash 109. So this leads us into dead heat. Oh, tell us what's happening, Michael. All righty. This was a six issue story that took place in flash number 108 to 111 and impulse 10 and 11, all of which came out in uh, between October and January or sorry, October 95 and January 96. And the final issue of dead heat, came out the same day as Legion 78, which we'll get to uh, in a couple of episodes. Uh, Impulse number nine that we just read is kind of like a part 1.5 as it came out in between parts one and two, uh, which were Flash number 108 and 109, um, as Impulse number nine brings Jenny and Bart into the storyline that started with uh, uh, 108. Um This Dead Heat storyline features pretty much all of the Flash family heroes who were alive at the time. That's Wally, Jay, Max Mercury, Impulse, XS, Jesse Quick, and her dad, Johnny Quick, versus a new guy named Savitar. Uh, This was collected in a trade paperback in 2000. Uh, XS doesn't play a big role in the story, but she's there. So I'll give a a quick recap of the whole six-part series. Uh, if you want to go read the trade paperback, you can uh, go do that now and then pause the uh, pause the podcast and then come back when you're done. It's worth reading. Yeah. Uh, yeah, these were yeah. uh, these were these were some good uh, some good books. So in part one, which was Flash 108, uh, as Jay and Jesse lose their speed abilities, Wally fights ninjas sent by Sabotar, a new disciple of the Speed Force who wants to drain the super speed from all the other speedsters. Part 1.5, which was impulse number nine, uh, as we just discussed, uh, Jenny comes to visit Bart. Part two is Flash 109. Uh, Wally, Jay, Jesse, and Linda speed to Alabama to check on Impulse, who along with XS is under attack by more ninjas. Wally takes out the ninjas and then going through Max Mercury's papers, discovers Savitar's origin. And that's a Savitar with a B or with a V, not a B, not a Sabotar. <laughs> uh, when Max arrives, bloodied and beaten, Wally takes Jesse to mount an attack on Savitar himself. Part three in impulse number 10. As Bart struggles through a school day without super speed, Jay, Linda, Jenny, and Iris visit Max in the hospital. After Johnny arrives, Sabotar's ninjas try to attack to finish off Max. Max is able to tap into the speed force and transfer his power to Johnny so that he can hold off the ninjas. Mm. But a sudden power surge in all the speedsters when Sabotar momentarily loses his grip on the speed force allows Impulse to arrive in time to save Max. Then we go to Flash 110 for Part 4. Wally and Jesse enter Sabotar's citadel and take on him and Christina Alexandrova, yet another speedster, 
Uh, and she was back from the uh, Bill Messner Loeb's era, right? Um, even right. before that, um, I think she, she the first... Mike Barron era. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Mark, Mark, Mike Barron, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. She showed up in the. It was like in issue three or four, something like she that. Was yeah, one of the oh, like something blue, blue courier, blue. They ended up being couriers, but yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I can't remember the capital. Uh, the, yeah, they ended up being called the capitalist couriers or something. Oh, that's that's right. right. That's right. Um, but yeah, blue, blue something. And she but, was, she was the one that Vandal Savage. Um, if I remember right, uh, she's the one that Vandal Savage turned into Lady, turned into Lady Flash or something. That's yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, and uh, then gives it up as a Flash number fifty, I think. Yeah. So she is at this point uh either a disciple of or working with Savitar. Um and so uh, Wally and Jesse managed to loosen Savitar's grip on the Speed Force long enough for May J the Max J Johnny and Bart to arrive. Part 5 in impulse number 11, Max, Jesse and Johnny follow Savitar while Jay and Wally help Bart take on Savitar's ninjas. In protecting his daughter from Christina, Johnny enters the ultimate pull of the Speed Force and does not return. While the Speedsters regroup from this loss, Savitar leaves to take his revenge on Wally in the most personal way that he can. In the finale, Part 6 in Flash 111, Wally changes Savitar, chases Savitar, and convinces him that he doesn't want to strike out at Wally's loved ones, but Wally himself. Wally lures Savitar into the final pull of the Speed Force, and they both disappear. And that's the end of Dead Heat. However, in our next episode, uh, we will be covering Impulse number 12, which is covers the aftermath, and Excess uh, again hangs around uh, Manchester with Bart. I gotta and say, then, I, I kind of like Excess uh, in the 20th century with uh, with her cousin. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of fun. And so, uh, uh, this is part of, um, uh, or this once this dead heat is over, um, then Jenny is eventually going to go back to the uh, the 30th century, as Bart said. Maybe Max can help, and we'll see. Uh, next issue, how he helps. Nice. So you that could max. say she'll go back to the future. Oh, yes, but not to 1985. No, but uh, but but yeah, I mean, it, it's just kind of ripe for uh, for Max to suddenly say, "Great Scott," because <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you were going to cast an impulse movie, that's who you would have cast as as Max. Christopher Lloyd? Oh, absolutely. Man, he would have been hilarious in it. <laughs> As the Zen can, master of speed. I yep. can just hear Max Mercury screaming, 1.21 gigawatt? <laughs> and, and see, what, what's funny is now it's got me thinking of, uh, of him when he was in, uh, in Taxi and he had to go for his driver's test. And, uh, and he says, and he's like, Hey guys, help me out with this one. When you come up to a, a, a yellow light, you're supposed to, and they tell him slow down. He says, okay. When you come up to a <laughs> yellow light, <laughs> what does a yellow light 
mean. Now he's <laughs> slow down, slow down. Now you got me thinking of uh, Star uh, of the movie Starman when uh, Okie dokie. Oh yeah, go as fast <laughs> yeah. as you can. When um yeah, it's it's uh red means stop, green means go, yellow means go very fast. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> oh man. Well that's fun. Um you know it's uh it's it's great like I say, it's just neat to see um Jenny interact back then and like like I, I just love all the bits with her interacting with uh with the other students and um that's just fun. It's just fun when you get a legionnaire going back there and being a part of history. And uh Uh-oh, it leads I think it, that I think that one does count. Yeah, yeah. Well this yeah. is the real one. Um yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and it has me asking the question, is there anything that happened this week in Legion history, Michael? So this is, this is, I, I can, I can proceed, right? Just this is a real sure segue. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. You, yeah. You're not breaking the machine this way. Okay, good. Uh, so we have this week in Legion history, uh, 55 years ago on January 9th, 1969, Action Comics number 373 which was a, a giant issue that reprinted, among many other things, uh, Action Comics 287, which was uh, a Supergirl story where she finds Streaky's 30th century descendant, Wizzy, uh, and together they help the Legion fight the Chameleon Men, which are not the ones from Durla. Oh. And that one was all the way back in Episode 7. Goodness. 35 years ago in 1989, The Wanderers, number 11, uh, Dartalon and Reanimage's feud over the leadership of The Wanderers is put to a halt when Psyche returns to the team saying Quantum Queen is in danger of dying. She gets better, and then she returns to The Wanderers. <laughs> I think it's close enough to... Take a drink. To, oh, yeah. Take, take a drink. drink, yes. 30 years ago, in 1994, we have Legion Volume 4, Number 54. The Legion, uh, the Legionnaires are arrested by the United Planets. After a breakout with the help of Jacques Foucault, they decide to get new disguises and become a Legion on the run. And that was Episode 683. Meanwhile, that same week, we have Valor Number 17, DOA Part 6. Glorith offers Valor his life and the universe but he turns her down and dies and he does not get better. Uh, and that was episode 685. Uh, um, 25 years ago, 1999 legionnaires, number 69 Lori morning is tired of the legionnaires treating her like a little kid. She has superpowers and they still won't make her a member. But when a crisis breaks out on Luna base, she finds another opportunity knocking. And look for this one in fall of 2026. Uh, 15 years ago in 2009, we have Justice, Volume 3, Trade Paperback. Uh, I think we discussed this... um, I think we did. Yeah, not too long ago. Um, This reprints issues um, 9 through 12, and at the very end of issue 12, that has a page painted by Alex Ross showing Superman as an old man in the 31st century admiring the legion and it seems like it's kind of the kingdom come legion um 10 years ago 2014 uh we have a couple of trade paperbacks 
uh, Demon Knights, The Gathering Storm. Uh, betrayed by Etrigan and trapped in hell, the Demon Knights must find a way to escape the clutches of Lucifer in these stories from issues 13 to 23. Uh, and this features the New 52 version of Mordru. Uh, also, we have Green Lantern, Sector 2814, Volume 3, Trade Paperback. This one reprints the Crisis-era Green Lantern, number 194 to 200, uh, which includes some scenes set during the crisis depicting Legionnaires. Uh, and then 940 years from now, on uh, January 11th, 2964, it is Happy Going to Be Born Day to uh, Andrew and Douglas Nolan. How fitting. Who are clearly the... Uh... Well, no, they, they didn't say gripe. It was uh, Joe that said gripe. Yes. That's right. And wearing, excess. But, but he's wearing a mask, so it must be him. It must be him. <laughs> they're, trading, they're, 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 they're switching off. There's actually more than one Golden Age Legionnaire. Oh, my God. That would be the best. And there well, we've, got the, we've got the Golden Age Legionnaire from, that we saw in the Who's Who entry who looked like he was a teenager and was definitely not wearing a mask because he had a full head of hair. Yeah, right. And now we have this legionnaire from JSA who appears to be an adult wearing a See, mask. I fig I assumed that that was a um it, like that silhouette. Uh I assumed that was like he was wearing like a kid flash type um mask. Um Somehow he, I thought that too. Yeah. Yeah, like uh you know, although the first name that occurred to me was was the Jonathan Law Tarantula of all people of um yeah you know, yeah well just maybe because we were talking golden age um true but um yeah i i assumed it was someone wearing one of those uh sort of uh part cowls um maybe yeah who, who knows hopefully we'll find out eventually maybe one day maybe one day oh don't count on it yeah but that's this week in legion history very nice Yay. Very nice. Human, well, Human Knights was actually a really good series. It I, was. We really enjoyed it. It was one of the few things that came out of New 52 that was really enjoyable. It was, it was something that was very different and uh, it was kind of neat to see. And yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot of fun. Um, Wait, was it a bold new direction on something? No, no, nothing was a bold new direction. Oh, or okay. nothing. Um, wait, carry the one. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was uh, Paul Cornell, was it not? Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, at least for the first stretch. And um, yeah, what, what was, was Paul Cornell? Uh, he he wrote Demon Knights, and yes. it was uh, Di Diogenes Nevis uh, was the uh, uh, was the artist on it. And um, yeah, Demon that Knights was, was really stuff. good. Yeah. And one thing that has not been explained yet and won't be for quite a while is, if you recall, Impulse appeared before Zero Hour, right? And and yeah. he he appeared with the Joe Na Emerald Dragon version of uh, of Ultra Boy, and as well as the SW Six Legionnaires, uh, but he survived through Zero Hour, and now the question that I remember asking is how is Bart a part of, or how did he grow up in the 30th century as a cousin to Jenny when Jenny is a uh, post zero hour character? 
well, mean, in, in the, mean time in the got new timeline. Time, time yeah. got retconned. She got included yeah. into his history. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, time was rebuilt from. Uh, Just because we weren't told about her doesn't mean, yeah. doesn't mean she wasn't there. Like everyone got a new history. Right. In, in that. So. Yeah. She right. Was, but then, then eventually, all those years later, we had the whole Earth 247, Earth 1, or Earth Zero, I mean. and Well, and you know what? That's because they do these things during a crossover, and then nothing ever gets followed up on. And it, it's convenient for that story, and then it is no longer so. Um Maybe, but maybe yeah, we'll... I, I never got the impression that Bart, uh, you know, there was a, um, you know, a family history of getting together to toss the old pigskin around the backyard. Maybe the box. <laughs> you know, he, he grew up in a VR thing. So what did they, did they um, show up in the VR? I don't know. In fact, in the same in this same issue where they st uh, well, do they state that they grew up together, or do they just state that they're they know they're they related? No, they other. they state yeah. that they're related. I don't think they state that they know each other. I yeah. think she just knows he's from her time, which is why she doesn't understand why she doesn't know Interlac right away. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they're familiar with each other because she had to go all the way to the Flash Museum to figure out. Oh yeah, this is Impulse. Right. Good point. Good point. Yeah, and it was uh, Grandma Iris told her about him. Right. 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 Because he, he told was, him about he was, her. He was the boy in the box. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that there is actually something that shows up later about her origin where they do make a mention that like, because Bart, Bart was, uh, I remember Bart was born um, and then was aging, aging super fast. Yeah. Yep. Right. And they brought him back into the path. And there was a, uh, at the time, Wade had written actually a lead in of like the young, as a, you know, when he was young, Kid Flash found this uh, point where he, where he went fast enough that somehow it, it leveled him out or something. And so they had him, you know, that it was like the story that leads into him doing the same thing with Bart that, that levels out Bart's aging. Right. Yes. Yes. That was in that single synapse theory story. Right. Right. And, but I, I think, uh, and, and I, so I think if I remember right, we're going to find out when they eventually tell Jenny's backstory that she was, that she and Bart were born around the same time, but that she just, either she aged normally or they did something different with her mm -hmm. somehow. And that, so that technically impulse, this version of impulse is sort of technically younger, although physically right around the same age or something weird. Yeah, it's it all wibbly wobbly convoluted. Yeah. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. All right. Well, there we have it. There we have it folks. You can uh, send us your theories on, uh, 
on how Jenny and Bart grew up together, and you can share them with us at legionsubstitutepodcasters at gmail.com. You can also bring it up in the discussion on the Facebook group, which can be found at facebook.legionsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on X as uh, LOSP Podcast, and we are also on Blue Sky as LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, legionsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble. And I was going to take my shoes off and put them on the the shoe mat, but um, it seems to have been filled up by a really huge pair of boots, and I don't know what's going on. And we'll see you all next week.